The Capital Weekly Podcast is supported by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. Funding for the Capital Weekly Podcast is provided by the California Endowment and by TASSEN, the Tribal Alliance of Sovereign Indian Nations. Uh, greetings and welcome to Capital Weekly's regular podcast. I'm John Howard. I'm joined by Tim Foster. Hello. And by veteran journalist Dan Moraine. Hi. Dan, welcome to our podcast. Thank you very much for for joining us today. Of course. And as we chatted before the show, um, we sort of decided, quasi-decided, we want to talk about Steve Poisner a little bit. Uh, Steve Poisner back in statewide politics, apparently. Uh, he's running for insurance commissioner, a job he held uh, for four years, uh, wants it back again. He is opposed, as far as I can tell, the only name I recognize in four or five opponents. Uh, there was a doctor in L.A., there's someone else there's uh, Ricardo Lara in the Senate, who's chair of Approps now, I think. Um, looking at this race now, how would you handicap it? I mean, who's what's going on here, do you think? Well, it, it started out as Ricardo Lara's to win or to lose. Um, he's the Senate Appropriations Committee chairman. He's very, very close to uh, Senate President Pro Tem Kevin DeLeon. They're old buddies. So I sort of thought that, that he was going to get it in a cakewalk. And then uh, the doctor from L.A., Asif Mahmoud, um, who has had been running for lieutenant governor decided that he would run for uh, insurance commissioner as a Democrat, of course, and he um, has three times the amount of money that Ricardo Lara has. He has a million bucks in the bank. Lara has 300000 Now, who is Asif? I had never heard of Asif Mahmoud before so, he announced it. Well, so he's, he's um, uh, you know, very nice guy. I had coffee with him uh, last year. Uh, very serious, uh, uh, obviously very intelligent physician. Um, uh, he had been a, a fundraiser for Democrats uh, among uh, and, and raised a lot of money uh, among Muslim Americans. Um, uh, so he would be, you know, he would be California's first Muslim uh, uh, statewide office holder, I'm sure. What kind of uh, what kind of uh, name ID? None. Uh, none. So none. I mean, does he use that? How does he use his? Yes, he uses bankroll to build up name name ID in order to get into yeah. be a realistic contender. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's represented by uh, a Smith's firm, so oh, okay. He, so it's not as if he's he's coming here uh, with nothing. Um, anyway, so so there's Asif Mahmoud, and I thought, well, okay, that makes it pretty interesting. Two Democrats running against one another, yeah. Warren Mahmoud, and then along comes Steve Poisner and the Independent, and right? The the no party preference, Steve Poisner, um, who uh, is preparing to run as the incumbent, basically, right? So so I, I talked to him on Monday. I did a column for the Sacramento Bee. Uh, that ran Monday night, Tuesday, mo- uh, Tuesday morning in print. And um, uh, he's running as a no-party preference candidate. He's, he's just like the Steve Poisner we remember as insurance commissioner, which is to say 
He's a little dweeby and wonky. Oh, kind of and, a Democratic Republican sort of thing. Yeah, he was, <laughs> you know, he ran a pretty good shot. People who yeah. paid attention to him thought that he, he, he handled the balls and strikes like you should. Mm-hmm. He, wasn't, he wasn't weighted toward the insurance industry. He, um, he views this, and it is the case, that this is a consumer protection agency. Yeah. This, is, this, is for, this is not to protect the insurance industry. Yeah. This is to protect people who have insurance. And, um, and he knows the business. He knows, he knows the operation. So, you know, if I'm handicapping it, well, <laughs> most important, <laughs> from a candidate's standpoint, he's got a boatload of money. Yeah. So, so I counted and a name up, ID this to some extent. Well, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how many people remember Steve Poisner as insurance commissioner. They may remember him as gubernatorial candidate, yeah. where he didn't do so well. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, but as I counted it up, uh, the, he had he had uh, spent forty million dollars between 2000 and 2010 when he ran for governor in that ill-fated campaign. That's a lot of debt. And so, you know, so he's got money, made his money in, uh, in the tech world. He lives in Silicon Valley, so he's sort of of that, of that world. Yeah. Um, you know, that the uh, insurance commissioner's office is immensely powerful. Uh, there's some statewide offices that aren't. Lieutenant Governor immediately comes to mind, but the insurance commissioner has a lot of authority. Uh, the insurance department's general counsel has a lot of authority. They can uh, declare companies insolvent and take take them over. They run. As Garamendi did as, as insurance. Uh, absolutely. Now Congressman Garamendi, yeah. then insurance commissioner. That big deal, and these right. are billions of dollars worth of assets, and they they do some health care regulation, not a lot. Department of Managed Healthcare does that, but they do some, but. Homeowners insurance, workers comp, and auto insurance, uh, it's a big deal. And the yeah. department is supported by the industry itself. Right. So for anybody to come in, like Poisoner did, I think you're right, Poisoner, you know, being more even-handed than not, uh, insurers were not happy. And I know insurers, especially in workers comp, that were not happy with him. So uh, he, I think he's got an even shot. I don't know how this will all play out and whether... Um, you know how this will play out, but uh, it's interesting. He wants to come back to an office he had once before. Yeah, I can't remember that happening with maybe with the governor's campaign or something in years past. But yeah, well, insurance commission. So, so what? Um, what he talks about is this in the weeds sort of thing. He thinks that that Californians are underinsured as it relates to fire, flood, and earthquake. He over, will help oversee, would help oversee earthquake insurance. Um, and, you know, in a cli- time of climate change, and, yeah. you know, we have fire season, you know, year-round, and then, you know, the hillside rolls, you know, collapses in Montecito uh, two weeks after there was a massive fire up there. Um, you know, I think people are paying attention to insurance sure. in a way maybe they weren't before. And so, so the insurance commissioner's office could have a really interesting role as it relates to, you know, our, our, our evolving climate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, to the extent somebody's going to talk about that, that would be important. Now, I think what Ricardo Lara and Asif, well, to a, maybe a lesser extent, but certainly Ricardo Lara will want to talk about is uh, is Poisoner as a 2010 gubernatorial candidate, which we both remember, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he went far, far to the right on uh, when he ran against when he ran in the primary against Meg Whitman, 
and uh, he made uh, illegal immigration a centerpiece of his uh, campaign. And uh, thinking that if he could get to the right of Whitman, he could get into the runoff against Jerry Brown and then would have a, a, a decent shot. Well, he didn't. He, he did go to the right of Whitman. Mm-hmm. I think Ricardo Lara's job is going to be to remind voters of that. Now, if that's going to be enough for Lara to win, maybe, yeah. I, I don't know, he's got to get the money to Poison do that. Poison was out, on the outs with the party, too. I mean, Absolutely. At that point, he, there was a lot of rancor there. Now, when he went to the right, did he make any comments about climate change that would come back to bite him here? Obviously, climate no, change playing a role not in that insurance. that I recall. Okay. Not that I recall. Maybe he did. Not that, not that I recall. And uh, it was really about immigration. I mean, he, he went toe-to-toe with Meg Whitman at debates talking about amnesty and, you know, paths to citizenship and all that stuff that we hear coming out of Washington now yeah. that is so divisive in California and not, not a path to victory. He's a serious guy. He's got a lot of money. Um, and he mm-hmm. he knows the office, so he's going to run as an incumbent with money and mm-hmm. yeah. and and without. Yeah, I mean, he's going to not remind voters that he was a Republican. Mm-hmm. He will <laughs> keep that. He, he will be an independent, and you know the the no party preference candidate uh, voters in California are 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 only in the last um, count. Of registration only uh, one tick below Republicans, right? right. So the Republicans really have have uh, a little less than twenty six percent of the electorate, and yeah. and decline to states are, are a little below twenty five percent. So when they do the new updated numbers, I think this month, who knows? Maybe no party preference yeah. will be more than Republicans. Well, Dan Schnur also tried that. And it did not work out so well. Of course, he did not have $100 million or whatever. Right, right. So Schnur Schnur was um, communications director for Pete Wilson and helped run John McCain's campaign and was a a Republican. He changed parties to no party preference and ran for secretary of state. Probably would have been a good candidate. I uh, uh, probably would have been a good secretary of state. My recollection is that we at the SACB endorsed him. Uh, endorsed him as uh, uh, in the in the primary, um, but um, uh, along with Padilla, uh, Alex Padilla, the incumbent. Um, but you know that said, he had no money. And, yeah. You know, it's it's one thing to run, raise, trying to raise money. Uh, it's quite another thing if you got forty million bucks to spend mm-hmm. and to raise it in a short period of time. Right. Really. Right. Uh, switching gears for just a second. Uh, I saw that SEIU endorsed uh, Kevin DeLeon in the U.S. Senate race and also uh, Villaraigosa mm. in the governor's race. Uh, SEIU is a big outfit and a lot of boots on the ground. So what, how does this, especially in the Senate race, how does this, uh, what do you think kind of impact this have? Um, well, I think that, that um, it's, it's the biggest boost that DeLeon has gotten in his run for, for governor. Yeah. Um, it's it's not all that surprising though. Mm-hmm. You know he's still got a vote here in Sacramento, and SEIU uh, needs uh, needs stuff out of the legislature. So, you know, not I'm not ne- I would never suggest that there's a quid pro quo. <laughs> but but I'm just saying I'm just saying you know. But on the other hand, <laughs> but but um, but it, no, it's a big it's a big deal for DeLeon. I mean, it's, there there are yeah, a lot a of precursor to other uh, endorsements from labor. Well. I, I mean, I think Kevin DeLeon has an uphill fight. 
it, I think he is. He has. He has a, a long ways to go to unseat Dianne Feinstein. But I also think that people who count him out are mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he had a surprisingly good run as Senate President Pro Tem. I think he got a lot done, mm-hmm. and and you can't do that by being by being some schlub, right? Mm-hmm. He's got some moves. So I thought Feinstein actually might retire this time. I remember yeah. in the last three races, it you always, and everybody else, yeah. And but I remember one time. Uh, um, thinking she might retire. Turned out Feinstein's own campaign had planted that seed in my mind. Yeah. Uh, Cam Kawada, I think, said, you know, just uh, just wait a while. You know, she, you know, she might. I wouldn't say this publicly, of course, but, yeah. you know, she might. And so I the, thought... The late, great Cam Kawada. The late, yeah. And then after that, it came up again. So I, I just have this... I, I, I associate Feinstein and retirement in my mind. So when she wanted to run, announce she was running again, uh, I was support- I thought this would be the year where she did not run again. She would retire. But. Right. I think I think there were other uh, Democrats who similarly thought that. You know, maybe including Alex Padilla, but Padilla has endorsed Feinstein, yeah. as I recall. Um, the mainstream, the party machinery has endorsed her, right? I mean, she's um, no, that, no, that's coming up, right? That they have not done that. They have not taken that step, as I understand it. It's going to be tough. To beat her, though, yeah. Yeah. I did. Uh, I was listening to Insight this morning, and Beth Riach mentioned that she had heard that some people might be, or that there may, there might be an endorsement for Kevin DeLeon coming from the party. And I thought, well, that would be a little bit. Oh, of you a, mean down at the convention? Yeah, at the convention. That. And I thought, well, that would be that would really be something. We'll see if that happens. Uh, not not endorsing the sitting senator, uh, but we'll see. Well, you know, Diane Feinstein's never been a darling of the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, she her her. Uh, although she is a, a, a votes liberal by standards in any other state, you know she's taken some centrist positions, and um, uh, and so so and th- that has annoyed people in in, in her party. Um, that said, it's going to be really tough for Danielle, don't you think? Yeah, I don't no. think I can't see her not being endorsed by the party. It just seems to me that she's, you know, the standard bearer. I, I don't this is still true, but up until a couple of years ago, she was the most popular politician in California as far as polling results go, the surveys go. I, I don't know that there's done, there's been a lot to change that. She stumbled a little bit with some comments she'd made that weren't negative enough for some people about Trump. Um, but it still seems to me she's in the saddle as long as she wants to be. And it clearly is still an insurgent fight for De Leon. It's still an uphill fight for him. I don't see why he would, you know, barring right. some amazing changes. I know on the environmental side, they've for years have had questions about Feinstein. That's been a tough, uh, you know, sell for her, but she's overcome that. I, right. You know, so, you know, right now, I, you know, I don't have any inside info. I was hoping you could give me some insight. Well, on, on Feinstein, I mean, Gavin Newsom's endorsed her, right? So uh, Kamala Harris has endorsed her. She's got a lot of Northern California support. Um, it's, it's tough to knock off an incumbent. Yeah. The, the Democratic Party in California seems to be relatively smooth running. Okay? I'm sure there are almost probably as many exceptions to you know, disprove that. But it seems to Eric me that... Eric might argue with you. Yeah, yeah you well, and, and, and Roseanne tomorrow and Kimberly <laughs> yeah, Ellis might. Yeah. Yeah. But compared to nationally, oh, yeah. I mean, it yeah. just th- that looks like completely dysfunctional. But uh, yeah. you know, at least well, that's my take from the West Coast here. Yeah, well, and, and then, of course, the Republican Party 
the poor Republican I Party. I mean, what you know, where do they go? Or do they even have a candidate to run for U- U.S. Senate? Do they even, you know, right now there are three candidates, I guess, running for governor, right? Doug Osi. I mean, I guess we know him a little bit in Sacramento, but yeah. does anybody else know him outside here? But he may and, have better name recognition than certainly John Cox. Maybe. I don't know. Um, and and John Cox, who wants to create a 12,000-member legislature. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, we, we oh. would be remiss if we didn't ask you, you have a new job. Yeah. I, I will Just have a new you. job. I'm, I'm at the Sacramento Bee. I've loved every minute that I've been at the Sacramento and how Bee for you? the seven-plus seven years I've been there. God, it's um, been that long. So. It has been. It has been. And uh, But now I'm going to go to Cal Matters, so, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I think it'll be a blast. I will work with uh, uh, old friends and make new friends. Yeah. And, but do the same thing I've been doing, which is to write stuff that I hope doesn't you know, political suck, analysis gonna do suck too much, right? Yeah, yeah I'll try to. <laughs> well, we'll let you know if it does. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I expect that. What I would is, expect nothing less. What's your title going to be there? Uh, Chief bottle washer, as I yeah, as I understand it, and you know, and and that'll that'll work just fine with me. I, I That's great. something about I. Yeah, you know, it's just it, I'll be doing. I, I hope a lot of reporting and and um, try to start up a commentary section. Awesome. Uh, cool. Uh, there, I think it'll be a blast. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. good. Yeah, it's a, exciting news for yeah. them. And you were at the LA Times like 320 years, right? No, no, it's only 27. 27 years. <laughs> yes, a mere 27 years. So, and wow. and in Sacramento since uh, 92. So, um, you know, so I guess I'm. You know, I'm not uh, not as long tenured as, as the great George yeah. Skelton or the great Dan Walters, yeah. but but or or John Howard. Or the great John Howard. I was waiting yeah. for that shoot. Uh, but you know what? Uh, eighty two, if I'm not mistaken. You nineteen eighty. Oh, the day Willie Brown was sworn in as speaker. It seems like seems yesterday. Like <laughs> but you were in um, uh, you were North County. North San Diego County at the Oceanside Blade Tribune. Yes, I was. And I was in North San Diego County at the Vista Press. Ah. And we always looked at the Oceanside Blade uh, Blade Tribune as the as the colossus of the West. I mean, you guys had an incredible 35 or 40,000 circulation. We had 7,000 circulation. And then on the other side of the of the area, there was um, what was then the Times Advocate of Escondido, yes. which is sort of the, the right. Cadillac of the small dailies at the time. I don't know how it turned out. But, yes. but I remember seeing your byline in uh, the Blade Tribune. So if he ever gets arrogant, okay, in these highfalutin journalism jobs, I'm going to make sure we put on Twitter that, oh, you're a former reporter for the Blade Tribune. And well, we'll bring before right that, down. I was at the Madera Tribune. And <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. that that's true. It was, it was for its time the smallest circulation daily newspaper in California. Wow! Is that right? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, no, it's great. Was there three months? <laughs> there were three glorious months. Damarine. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks for taking I, the time. Thanks very much. Yeah. And Happy congrats on your new gig. All will go well, or not, or not. <laughs>